check it out. I'm Nick, and this is Nick Flanagan Weekly. Hello, thank you, welcome. Here it is, a solo episode from me, the Flans. Okay, enough. This is the podcast where I, a human, talks to you, other humans hopefully, but if AIs are listening, that's cool. I trust you. I trust you, AIs, about whatever's going on. So, you know, things are going on, and then I talk about whatever as it pertains to them, the things that are going on. Have I lost track? No. No, I don't. There is also a mental health uh, element to this podcast. It's actually ADHD awareness Awareness Month, and of course, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you do know that I uh, make everyone aware that I have ADHD um, and about it and the things that uh, can happen from that. And um, so do we need a month where we're aware of it? Yeah, probably. I think that uh, it's just still very important to know. It's uh, There's an article in ADD Etude magazine, Ad Etude magazine, which is a, a website as well as a print magazine about uh, – I guess they put out an ebook about how to deal with ADHD during um, the COVID situation and the lockdowns and the stress of it all. I haven't read it yet. It's on my list. But uh, that's my little way of saying subscribe to that magazine. Their newsletter is really good. I have a newsletter too. You can sign up to it at tinyletter.com slash Nick Flanagan. That's right. My insecurity means that as soon as I mention one thing other people do, I need to remind you that I also do things. Uh, is that imposter syndrome? I don't really know, man. I definitely have that. I feel even in this title of my podcast, Nick Flanagan Weekly, it's like, what was I thinking? You know, remember my name. You may forget my name. I don't want you to. Remember it. My name's in the title. And then next thing you know, my podcast is just has my name in it. And then I have to say my and I all the time, and it just seems like I'm an ego freak. But in fact... Mm, it's just based on stress about being forgotten. But, like, if you li- are listening to this, you literally have not forgotten about me. You took the time to check it out. So that's a bit of an Ouroboros, as uh, my scientifically-minded friends may say. I'm cat-sitting right now. That's right. Uh, hopefully the house has been sanitized. I'm on my last night at this this cat-sit. I'm sitting at a... Uh, I brought all my little uh, setup here. I've got a uh, key rig MIDI uh, keyboard that I hauled over because I keep wanting to use it, hopefully to make a new theme song, uh, and uh, I just uh, didn't use it, and I'm leaving tomorrow. And I brought all my recording gear, and I almost didn't use it, but now I'm using it. Uh, it's very late by my standards uh, for recording a podcast. It's after midnight, and... You know, I should be upstairs doing the dirty, but instead I'm down here uh, entertaining the masses. You are the masses. How does it feel? I, uh, um, yeah, the cat's it's cool. It's just me in here and the cat, whose name is Cleo. And she's cute, and she goes outside. I let her out at night every once in a while. That hasn't worked out well. She comes back really late. Last night I went to bed so late, and I blamed Cleo. 
because she didn't come back in until like three o'clock. Gotta stay up, let the cat in. Because what happens if your cat's sitting and you let a cat out for the night? That does not seem like you earned your keep, you know? You're literally here to check on the cat and you've let the cat go out there in the neighborhood where there's possums, coyotes, raccoons, skunks, snakes, wizards. Just up the street is a place called the Wakanda Grill. If the cat goes to the grill, I'd like to order two <laughs> sandwiches, please. I want to support the Wakanda Grill. R.I.P. Chadwick. It's kind of a, it's, this isn't a neighborhood that I went to high school in, uh, which is kind of this sleepy, kind of West End, borderline suburban feeling, residential mostly area. And uh, it's like fancy, kind of, and there's old people. And I was walking the other day, surveying the fronts of homes for deals, because that is just all I have to live for now, is what are people living in, leaving in front of their house? Give it here. Not that many deals going on. Mostly children's toys and books. Ew. I did find a brand new copy of the Bhadvada Gita, the Hindu tract, which was first recommended to me by a metaphysical podcaster named Duncan Trussell, who I've opened for, who I like quite a bit. And uh, I think I met up with him for coffee, and he was like, what do you think of Ram, what do you think of Ram Das? You ever read the Bhagavad Gita? What do you know about just time slowing and moving backwards? And I just looked at him and said, oh, we'll check out all of these things. So I read that book, and it was cool. And since then, I've just amassed other copies of it. I feel like it's some, this, like, spiritual tract is kind of becoming a bit of a, like, Gideon Bible kind of thing. Like, people just leave it around. So I have a brand-new copy, and I'm going to give it to some poor lost soul. Because I do think it has some nice things in it. And uh, it's relatively, uh, what would you call it? Like, it doesn't really, even though it's a Hindu tract, I think it's very applicable to how we live our lives. I also found a book called The Four Agreements. Do you know what that is? I, I saw it on the street and I was like, ah, The Four Agreements, I think I know, I've heard of this, so now I've got it. Hopefully it's not racist. I don't wanna have to agree with racist stuff. I refuse to, in fact. And this is not, don't read into this segue, but I bought some jerk chicken just before I was here. I wolfed it down. Wolfed down the jerk chicken, talked to my friend Jesse Elias, the hilarious, creative, funny Jesse Elias, one of the hidden gems of comedy, really someone who, if he were given his own sandbox to produce things in, I think it would be really fun. But yeah, uh, Jesse, I talked to Jesse, and before that I got this jerk chicken. And uh, the woman who was serving us was very spirited, very nice. Everything was going great. She was behind plexiglass, so it was hard to hear most of what she said. Now, she's older Jamaican lady. She was fully on board with Trump. We're in Toronto here. But she was, like, so, like, 
I, I was there with my friend ordering food and uh, I don't see my friends that much. So this was like quite amazing that I was, it was like 10 at night and I'm with a friend. This never happens anymore. Uh, and he moved, he's moving back here from America. And she was like, go back and vote. And we were like, wow, this is so strong. Like, yes, go back, vote, man. You got to get Trump out of office. And she's like, she's like, I love Trump. <laughs> he's so funny. And, you know, I heard there's voter fraud or something going on with him. And we're like, what? And she's like, the whole thing is corrupt. I just hate all corruption. And uh, we, what I'm trying to say is we get surprised. <laughs> you want things to be one way. You want the jerk chicken, the delicious jerk chicken making lady to be fully on board with uh, <laughs> progressive values. And instead, she's just like, Trump's funny and politics sucks. You know, and uh, that's just life. This is the reality of where we are. There are people who are working in takeout Jamaican restaurants all day and are entertained by a politician and think politics is bullshit anyway and they want you to vote. That's just life. There's a video, some guy saying Rob Ford, like, you know, some young dude being like Rob Ford, who was this infamous mayor of Toronto, crack smoking. One of our more well-known exports, this fella. Uh, not that he was exported. He went on Jimmy Kimmel a couple of times, I guess. And uh, the guy's like, you're the greatest prime minister, man. Are you the greatest. You and Stephen Harper, you're the best. It's like, you know, Tony Soprano was a, Repu was a Republican. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. And in the spirit of being surprised by things, I was walking in the neighborhood looking for my deals the other day. And um, I saw this woman in front of me, and she was, like, with a kid, and then she had, like, another kid. She had, like, a backpack with a kid in it, and I was just like, man, these neighborhoods have so many people with kids, man. But I'd noticed a house on my way there that was, like, I liked the deal with this house. It had a big Black Lives Matter sign that was kind of, creatively made, <laughs> artisanal, and lots of like kind of gory Halloween decorations and like a chalkboard outside of it. I just thought it was like a nice house in this somewhat drab, not drab, but just like, you know, the colorlessness of the homes is important in this area. And she walked into the house. I realized it was hers. And I said to her, hey, you know, this is cool. You got, I, I like what you did with this uh, front yard. And she, it wasn't even a front yard. It was like a storefront house. There was no yard. The yard was the street, man. And she says, yeah, thanks, you know, just trying to destroy the aesthetic of the neighborhood. <laughs> and I laughed. I thought that was a clever, funny thing to say. And I realized here I am judging some woman for having her baby in a backpack, for having babies at all. And then next thing you know, she's making me laugh. And I'm like, go forth and multiply if you're going to give me a laugh. So preconceived notions, you know what they are? Pointless. It's conceiving that's important. Where's work? Does anyone know where we can work? 
I guess I know a lot of people who have jobs. I also know a lot of people who don't. But like, what's the next step here? What are you pivoting your career to? Did your career end when lockdown happened, when things changed? Let me know. And let me know where you're thinking of going. W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. I dream of making this a career, so if you do feel like making this happen for me, you can always go to ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan, ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Throw me a buck or two. It's fine. It's fine not to as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I keep, like, I, everything was moving very slowly for me before the pandemic in terms of, like, crafting a career as I age and age and age and keep aging and suddenly my hand is withered and skeletal and I'm trying to write a resume with a skeleton hand. It's hard to type with bones only. But now it's even harder and I'm just like, okay, so, so what, where, who, how, why? Can I tell people that I have ADHD to start? Like, what happens when you're trying to get a job and you know that you're going to have a couple challenges? Like, just getting in the door for that. And when I say a couple of challenges, I just mean, like, things that people tell you that you have to do, you may forget once or twice. I'm not talking about, you know, things that will cost people lives, (laughs) their lives, or injure them talking about things that will frustrate them because they told you to it's like when a parent goes i've already told you this and you keep doing it you know that's part of add and all i can say is if you've faced this in someone else and 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 they frustrate you because they keep doing the same thing even though they tell you even though you tell them over and over again about it they're frustrated by it too nine times out of ten so how do I get a job with that? Do I start my own business? I'd love to. That's really been a dream of mine. Start a business. And if I start a business, I am not going to call it Nick's Biz. I might call it Flanco, but it's not going to be called Nick's. It's not going to have my first name in it. Oh, fine, it will. Fine. If you insist, R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen, one of, as my friend put it, the most enthusiastic smokers in music history, a very good guitarist, Um, guy who had long hair, named his son Wolfgang. We speak your name, Eddie Van Halen. You were a special guitarist. Um... I always like to throw an R.I.P. in randomly just so people can remember that the Reaper exists. Um, It's so hard for me to avoid subjects that are painful for other people. Which I actually was talking to someone uh, who is in like this ADHD kind of splinter group. There's just three of us. And we read through a dialectical behavioral therapy workbook together, which I feel like I'm in, you know, the first phase of really digging into this concept of DBT 
And I certainly haven't exercised enough of the stuff in the workbook. I haven't put in that time, but we have been reading it together, and that's really helpful. And one of the people in there was um, telling me just about the experience they have of always kind of taking things um, subject matter-wise to places that they, they almost know frustrates the person they're talking to. But they just go get there. And I always do that, too. That really resume, resumated. <laughs> Clearly, I've got needing work on the brain. It really resumated with me. I just really identified with it. You know? I've, I've, I've done that. It's crazy, but I've done that. Like, when I say it's crazy, I just mean I don't understand that behavior. I think that there's some element in there of trying to empathize trying to show someone that you have empathy for situations that bother them, but often I'll stumble into it or bring it up, like, you know, at just a very inopportune time, like when someone first wakes up, hey, you know how many cases, you know how many cases there were today? I'm not talking about cases of money. I'm talking about the Cove case. I do that all the time. Make it stop. ADHD Awareness Month. I can't make it stop. I can just make you understand. And I extend this to like the art and books and stuff I consume. I mean, a lot of this does have to do, I think, with the tenor of the times. It just felt so confusing and dark at the beginning of it. And I've been doing a lot more audiobooks, but I'm going back to these like, what do you call them? Like gothic creeps, writers, not so much musicians, but mostly writers, uh, audiobooks, like this guy Jim Thompson who wrote The Grifters, The Getaway, Killer Inside Me, After Dark, My Sweet, great, he's got the best titles of books, they're all these sort of horrific crime stories with like very cruel protagonists most of the time, and uh, there was a book I'd never read of his called Pop 1280, and so we listened to that. And it's, like, insane. It's just the darkest book. And, and now, like, it's a, it's a very good read, but it's, it's, it's just, you know. It's one of those books where the character is a bad guy, the main character is a bad guy, everything crumbles around them, he kind of gets what's coming to him, but it doesn't feel satisfying. Like, it doesn't feel like justice. It just feels like a cold wind blowing through an oxen's skull. So it's a great read. <laughs> you should check it out. Pop 1280 by Jim Thompson. And now, after having listened to the audiobooks for Junkie by William Burroughs, I'm William Burroughs, and I was a hero in the... I was a hero in... I can't do his voice. He sounds something like a combination of uh, if a robot could age mixed with David Lynch. That's kind of how he talked. And as you probably know, Burroughs, William Burroughs was a huge... He had a big resurgence in like the 90s, the angst generation, and he was in... I think he was in Drugstore Cowboy by Gus Van Sant. Uh, Kirk, Cobain, Kirk Cobain collaborated with him on a providing music for something he'd written called The Priest They Called Him. And 
He worked with like William Orbit, who was kind of a 90s. Was it William Orbit? No, it was, um, it's not important, but whatever. He just, you know who William Burroughs is. So we listened to that, Junkie, which was great. Queer, which was cool. And then now I'm listening to Naked Lunch. I've, and it's, I took it out of the library, the audiobook. So I am having to like speed listen to Naked Lunch. Which is like, sometimes you're not in the mood for an hour of just like obscene madness. Uh, and other times you are. Because it actually is. I remember my, my parents, you know, my dad was a writer and he had uh, there a lot of books at our house. A lot of the Beat Generation books, which was really cool. But, um, and obviously, so I, I grew up in like the 90s. So by 1996, you know, people talking about William Burroughs was common. My dad would, would always say, you know, that he was a rich kid who killed his wife, which both of those things are true. A rich junkie who killed his wife. And, um, but he had his books. So I'm kind of thinking he appreciated him on some level. And because of that, I was into um, Burroughs for a period of time. But, like, we had Nova Express, which is the book where he just combined words to form sentences, like random combinations of words. Him and this uh, other writer who I can't remember his name um, put put together a newspaper. They, they cut words out of newspapers and, and then used those randomly to form sentences. And uh, that was Nova Express. And at first I read Naked Lunch and it felt the same way, but now I'm hearing it and it's very dark and clever and disgusting and very influential. You know, Steely Dan took their name from the book. Clem Snide. There was like some band called Clem Snide. That's in the book. Uh, Nothing is true. Everything is permitted was something from the book. Interzone. Mugwumps. All these things that are like, they're not famous, but they're definitely to everyone, but they're definitely things that have been in a certain corner of cult culture. Cult culture? Is that a thing? And is that a thing? It's not a thing. Remember when everyone was saying that's not a thing? Well, now that's not a thing is not a thing. How about that? Anyway. Um, and of course, the saying for Naked Lunch, which is a, the reason it's called Naked Lunch is it's about that moment when you, everyone can see what the food on their fork really is. And apparently, a lot of the book was written part of it is i guess a detox book like it's written at from the perspective of a heroin addict who is detoxing and the horror that that is i guess and then the other stuff that he claimed is it's satirical along the lines of uh darkly satirical along the lines of jonathan swift as everyone likes to bring him up now when they would do parody but, uh, and it's, it's actually about corporal punishment. And the idea is, what does he say? I was just listening to it, that if people are still willing to hang people in the middle of the forest in druidic rituals or drink blood like the Aztecs did, they need to admit what it is they're doing, which the moment they need to see what they're eating for what it really is. And it does kind of feel like we're approaching that moment more than ever. You know, 
the leaders really are the leaders. I don't know. People are just like, this fork is, I am eating, I am eating something terrible right now on my fork, and I just am. And now I am shame, destroyer of wallets. It's a very odd episode. I'm, I've got, I'm really liking the audio as I'm recording this, so I'm kind of just talking and talking because this is very soothing to me, and maybe you're being soothed as well. I should go to bed soon, though. Anyway, Naked Lunch, yeah. Give it a try if you're feeling queasy. I've been, like, eating and listening to it. (laughs) Because I'm a literal-minded person. By the way, if you're free October 27th, don't quote me on this, but it is looking like uh, the people, uh, fine people at Vail Comedy, the people... Uh, we who are in, uh, do the In the Green Zoom podcast will be doing another stand-up show. We did one a while ago. It was great. The comics are so funny who I get to work with every week and um, on the podcast, and, and this will be a Zoom show. So Maggie May, Chris Fairbanks, me, Ryan Singer, Sarah June, hopefully Megan Keister, lots of great people. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. I'm sure I'll plug it up. October 27th, 2020. Okay. I'm feeling good. I hope you're feeling good. Stay safe. Stay cool. Get that UV. Inject that bleach into your clothes that need bleaching, not into your veins. And I'll see you On the flip side, I, your titular host, Nick Flanagan of Nick Flanagan Weekly.